Welcome to the Level Up Podcast. Our goal is that by listening to our podcast, you will be inspired to level up. With the help of some amazing guests, we'll be inspired by some inspirational success stories and find out how you can level up your business, your life, and your relationship with yourself. Because I know that by leveling up and balancing these three aspects of your life, you can make a difference and impact the lives around you. Level Up Podcast will be a series of interviews featuring successful professionals who are making a mark and a difference in their lives and others. They will share their incredible stories of how they did it, so you can be inspired and learn from the very best. Thank you so much, Francisco, for taking the time today to to be with me. I'm very excited to have you on today. We're going to definitely dive into getting to know who you are, where you come from, your beginnings in the business and the industry, and just tell us about yourself. And and that's kind of where we want to start up today. Well, thank you, Bertha. One, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much for reaching out and kind of nudging me. And I appreciate the opportunity to be on your platform and to share a little bit about me. And I think that to the greater point of what you're suggesting is to inspire others, right? Absolutely. So, um, so I'll share, I think, as a starting point, just a little bit about my own history and how I came into this real estate industry. I I, I come from a, a privileged household, um, you know, in the sense that my father was a really prolific entrepreneur here locally, my mm-hmm. uncle as well. So I had the privilege of growing up in a household where I got to witness entrepreneurship. My mm-hmm. father is an immigrant uh, from Zacatecas and... Um, and so he he had a very uh, immigrant sort of uh, uh, desire in this country. He came to make his dreams come true. And so mm-hmm. I had the, the luxury and the privilege to see uh, someone of great caliber really go after it, you know. And uh, so they introduced me to to books really early on, especially my uncle. And, and uh, at 13, I was handed my first business book. And that really began my journey as a, as an entrepreneur and started to research and read everything I could in business and personal development and, and all those kind of things. And so when I got out of college at 22 with a degree in economics, I immediately went into the mortgage industry. Um, oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I got the degree in economics. And well, the truth is I, I went and I attempted to work with my dad for like like five months, you know, because okay. I had- what type of business did you did yeah. your dad had and your uncle? It's a restaurant business. Oh, restaurant. Uh, here at the Pancho Villas in in uh, Fontana, Victorville. Oh my God, that's awesome! Okay. Yeah, so they have mariachi and it's this big, big thing. And um, mm-hmm. and, and so so you know my my uncle uh, also owns restaurants, so they're both in the restaurant industry. And again, just kind of seeing all of that, I was I feel kind of prepared. And when I graduated, I got into you know, working with him. And, and I just kind of felt at that point that it would make more sense for my own destiny to carve out my own path. Okay. And so that's when I went into the mortgage industry and, and, uh, and it was a relatively a pretty quick trajectory because I was bilingual. Yes. I served tables all through college. Um, I was well-read in economics and finance. I was bilingual. So it was just kind of an easy fit. Okay. And so I immediately gained a lot of momentum. Um, and, and within about two years, I opened up my own, my own mortgage brokerage. Mm-hmm. And within three, four years after that, I have 100 employees, four different offices through Southern California. And, um, 
and life is going along really well. And then the curveballs come. <laughs> now, we'll 2006, about 2007, 2008, I went, I went in uh, through a stage three cancer. Okay. Uh, and after that, it was a multi-million dollar business bankruptcy and then a divorce. Wow. And, and so those are what I call the great life awakeners, you know, just events that happen to us okay. that just kind of changes our paradigm quite a bit. And that for me was my, my death and rebirth, my dark night of the soul. And, uh, as I, as I came out of that, you know, as I, as I kind of had my, my own Phoenix moment there, you know, and, um, I decided I wanted to do business a different way. You know, okay. I had attempted to do business in the way that I learned about in the bookstores. And I just was trying to get to the top as quickly as I could and trying to make as much money so I could be happy. And what I realized going through that was that, you know, money doesn't buy the happiness. And, um, and, mm -hmm. and, and ultimately that's where I found, I think a big portion of my, of my path, which was, um, I ended up getting a master's degree in spiritual psychology from the university of Santa Monica. Okay. When I was in that process of the dark night, I found the university and that's when I really started to get really clear about how you properly heal. Mm -hmm. Um, in how you actually use psychology to heal. And so as I started to do the processes that I was learning, um, you know, it really started to make a big difference in my business because prior to that, like, you know, I imagine you're, you're up at the top and then you go way down and then you're trying to get momentum again. And it, and, and it just won't, I can't get momentum. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, I just can't, no matter how hard I was trying, I wouldn't. But then as I started to heal, it was like my business started to take off, you know, it okay. started to gain momentum. And that's when I realized that there was this direct relationship between our internal world and our external world. And, and, and so as I, as I continued on these pathways of healing and, and, you know, I started kind of venturing into the shamanistic traditions and doing work with, with, with uh, shamans and doing, you know, participating in the elemental kingdom and the plant kingdom and doing those kind of things. But the, but the, 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 the core for me was that I, I, you know, imagine going down the pathway of the shamanistic tradition and doing plant medicines and, but having psychological frameworks. Right. Where, and that's what I was going to say. How do you combine those two? Because obviously we, we known our ancestors are, antepasados, you know, they, they didn't have that, but now you having that opportunity to have gone to school, get the master in psychology and then spiritually, how did that came up for you to be able to combine them and said, okay, here's what we go with this. Yeah, that's a great question. So what, what started to happen was as I started to open up Pandora's box, right. Mm, Going okay. into medicine work. It's like, as you know, it's like you open this thing up and all of a sudden you're starting to get a bunch of memories from your past, things that you had forgotten. And given that I would, had already had the, the, the principles of spiritual psychology, then they teach us in spiritual psychology how to integrate. Okay. And, and, and that, that was, the, I think, the, the real big key because what I quickly realized that was I was aware of this stuff, but I didn't actually have a way to integrate it. Like we would have talking circles, you know, afterwards you're on a retreat and you're but talking about it isn't actually integrating it 
Okay. And, and once once I learned what the power tool was for for that, it's compassion and self forgiveness. So what we start to realize very quickly that this earth walk that we are on this journey, it's a game of constant self forgiveness, you know. And and as I started to again apply that, then again things started to really take off. And 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 that's where I I, I finally came to that point where I was like, you know what? There's gonna there comes a point in every soul's journey where the allure and the seduction of the external world begins to die off. And you come into realizing that everything is an inside out game. Right. And, you know, and as I, and I started to really get that, I, I just became a deep diver and I just continued to work in the internal planes and continue to integrate, you know, a lot of my journey and and through that what started to emerge was this beautiful organization which is the mortgage phoenix group which is based on these sort of principles of of of, of kind of introducing soul into business that's what and, i was gonna ask i love i love the the logo or the brand you're, you're carrying which is given what is it given soul to business is that what yeah, it is it, yeah giving business soul, <laughs> oh, giving, business soul. <laughs> yeah yeah giving business soul and and in order to do that, you know, it's like the way that I see it, it's that, you know, our soul is sort of buried underneath all of the trauma. Right. Yeah. You know, and what starts to happen when you start to go in there and you start to reconcile, integrate, forgive and evolve from the pain, what starts to emerge is that your soul starts to come through. You know, and, and, and so what I help entrepreneurs now do, given that I've taken this journey is, is, as I, as I, as I take these entrepreneurs into themselves Got so it. that they can begin this internal process of knowing thyself, of healing so that they can bring their soul into business ultimately, right. you know, and, and, and the way that I see the soul, it's kind of like your philanthropy. You know, because as you know, the soul is generous by nature. It's inherently right. generous. It wants to relieve pain and suffering from brothers and sisters. And so when, when we really kind of get into uh, living from the soul, it's like that's where we start to choose our philanthropy, our love for humanity. And for me, as I sort of emerged from that space of the dark night, I wanted to build homes for women and children. And that became my my philanthropy. So then I started to use uh, my mortgage business to fund my philanthropy. That's what I was going to ask you. I've, I've noticed, I've seen around your um, building the houses in, in, what is it, Rosarito, Tijuana? Ensenada. Mm -hmm. Ensenada. And uh, definitely, that's something I love for you to touch into a little more. But let me ask you, so how do you get into this self-development going into spiritually it was just something that one day you woke up and said okay this is what i need to do now next or was somebody that you got influenced by how did that came about i know you yeah. said you went to school but it was something just one day showed up for you or how did that came about yeah i mean so i've always so imagine um you know when my uncle hands me my first book he says to me hey leaders and ceos they read six to eight books a month right and and so then i i thought that that was normal. And that's the pace that I read at for many years. My uncle had a vast library. We would compete in how many books we could, we would both read. And, and so, and so at some point you read the personal development, you read, you know, 
leadership, organizational stuff. And at some point you start to kind of dabble into spirituality. So I started to yes. read, yeah, Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, and that became really intriguing to me. And then I went to the universe, or I went to um, uh, do a landmark back okay. in 2001. Okay. And landmark that kind of opened me up to understanding that I was just operating from my mind and that I was just unconsciously doing a bunch of things. Oh, that I mean, yeah. Going so through the they, motions, like I call it. Sometimes you just go through the motions as, yeah, as you, you go through life. You're, you're just doing it. And so once that happened, I got kind of got cracked open and I started reading spiritual books. Okay. So then, then you fast forward a few years, I go through the dark night. And I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in pain. I mean, I don't, I mean, divorce, bankruptcy, you know, no wife, you know, yes, and, yes. and it's like, I'm just lost. And the way that it ended up happening that I got introduced into spiritual psychology was I was playing volleyball at the beach and I ran into three ladies Okay. The that they laughed, that the way that they spoke, the language, I, I was like, wait, what, where, where are you guys getting this? There was <laughs> really unique about them. And they said, mm -hmm. oh, Santa Monica University. So then I go and I, I discover it. And once I start going into that, it was like, you know, I just kind of took a deep dive and I just started reading. You everything. were ready. You were yeah. ready for it, which is exactly. that's what I've always um, noticed, too. There's a lot of things that can come into our lives. And not until we're ready, we'll be able to be able to take them and, and, and go with it, right? Because a lot of times opportunities, um, information, people that we run into uh, might say something to us, but it won't resonate until we're ready to receive the message. Exactly. And I, I've seen it even, like I said, in business, on personal development, on the spiritual side, you meet someone and you know there is something there. And once yeah. you hear the information, like, okay, you're ready to take it, you'll dive right in, like you said. So that's awesome. So three ladies at the beach got you to... Going yeah. to, within, within that, that is so amazing. Yeah. And then that's, that's when, and then once I started to, to, to get language for this stuff, then I started to go into esoteric, you know, stuff that's occult or hidden. Yes. Like yes. Everything. I started re looking at Bibles and, and, and Buddhism and I just became just, and I'm a, I'm a, like, that's just kind of my natural speed. I just work and I read. So I was literally devouring everything that I could. And, and, um, and I, and I think, you know, when you go down those pathways, what you start to discover is that at the very core of most religions, as well as at the core of most mystical wisdom traditions, there's, there's, a, there's this understanding about light and dark, right. masculine, feminine, and ultimately, I think we'll figure this out in the next decade or two, that, that the way to come in to know God is to, is to bring those into union. You know, when you bring that light and that dark into union, this is when you don't longer believe in God. You know, you actually come to know God because all of a sudden there is peace inside of you. These energies are no longer at war. Most people are at war inside of themselves because they don't believe they have a dark side. Mm -hmm. they, don't, they, they haven't really understood that, that the things that they judge in the world are the stuff that they haven't integrated about their own consciousness. And, but when you start to pull all of your judgments back from the world, meaning I'm no longer judging things as right and wrong, and you bring it all back and you integrate your own shadow, that union is actually called the alchemical marriage of the opposites. 
and 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 every tradition around the world knew that and 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 that was that was how you come to 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 yeah essentially come to know god in physical form per se you know because it it's like there's a peace that starts to come deep within you and and so when i started to discover that that's what we were attempting to do mm-hmm. individually then it occurred to me that we would also be doing the same thing when it comes to business right okay and what i mean by that is that we have two types of businesses or two types of organizations on the planet we have businesses and nonprofits mhm business masculine yes right getting stuff done performance you know that kind of energy linear logical and then you have nonprofits those are feminine Mm-hmm. taking care of everyone making sure everyone's nice and taken care of and nurtured and right and these two types of organizations have existed independent <clears throat> and then right? they've yeah. never been able to combine them too because again one of them is so focused on just the money side of it and then obviously the other one is worried exactly. too much about it they don't they don't worry about the money but again they need i feel like we need each other to be able to exactly and and that that really became like my like i was like oh my god what it's what's trying to happen is we're trying to bring these two organizations into union within one structure just like what we're trying to do inside of us and so that really became the genesis of the mortgage phoenix group our nonprofit is to build homes for women and children and we mm-hmm. you happen to use a portion of our revenues to do that and now and now we yeah and, and it, it makes part, it, I, it when makes i heard that part i'm like that's amazing to be able to again combine them and being able to create one where you can utilize the business yeah. to be able to uh, to do that and, the, and when you do that you develop a different kind of culture right yes. because the people within your organization know that you're not just about the profit that there's mm-hmm. a higher reason for them actually giving their labor into your company, your organization. Exactly. You know, and now 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 it it, it just has a different texture. Exactly. And 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 I think that these this is the template of the future. Absolutely. Right? Because the, the it's clear that whatever we thought might work is not working, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we 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 kind of have a shit show going on. Yeah. And so there needs to be a different approach, you know, and I believe that um that if in fact what has been available to every human was this reconciliation this uniting of the opposites then it's clear to me as day that we will attempt to do this externally as well and i and i believe that that's what giving business soul is here to offer entrepreneurs is like go and find your soul go and yes. heal yourself and let then that expression of authenticity express itself through business We need benevolent business people. We don't need more rich people on the planet. We need people that have an altruistic heart who are yes. virtuistic in in their approaches to humanity. And um and 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 what I'm what I feel like I'm here to also share is that that um yeah, that this that, that this approach is is actually one that can arrive you um into your heart, into fulfillment. you know and and, and that's what uh, I was going to ask you so fulfilling your heart i think that's the biggest part that most of us search but a lot of times we don't find where we can actually feel that we're doing something where you're fulfilling your heart a lot of times we either making the money or we're again doing the the things that fulfill our heart but we might not be able to 
sustain ourselves financially by doing that. So I think uh, you've been able to create this. It just gives people, like you said, the opportunity to be able to do both. Um, mm -hmm. You touch on healing, and I think there's a lot of healing needed. We all need some healing at one point, and um, becoming aware of it, I think that has been, for me, one of the things that has really opened up my 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 eyes to it. It's like some of us might be going through life and seeing so many things, and we're like, oh, I'm fine, you know, because on the outside, we might look happy, we might look like things are in order, but when you start going within yourself, then you become aware there's so much there to be to be healed, to be dealt with. Um, mm -hmm. What is the message that you give to, let's even say people that you work with around, and you know that a lot of times it comes within ourselves to decide that we're going to do this work. Mm -hmm. How do we approach it? How do we approach it? Because we all have friends and people that you know need help, but sometimes we can force it. and say, hey, Francisco, you need to go work on your own. You need to go work on yourself. How do we approach this? What, yeah. do, you, what do you tend to do? That's a great question. And I, I feel like it's a, a, a very useful perspective because, you know, I think speaking about our soul and how generous it is, like mm -hmm. anytime you discover something, you want to share it with others. Yes, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, I found this treasure. You should check it out. And, um, and, 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 and I, I feel like um, what tends to happen with a lot of people that enter into these spaces um, it, it's, it's an allegory from Plato. So Plato okay. has, a, they call it the allegory of the cave. Mm -hmm. So in those times, they spoke a lot in allegory, legends, myth, and allegories and myths are things that speak straight to the soul. So the reason myth exists, it's called the mythos, and it exists as, 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 as education for the soul. Okay. It's different than, um, uh, logos. Logos is information for the mind. Mm -hmm. mythos is knowledge for the soul okay so the allegory goes that uh plato describes this cave that people are in and in this scenario they're chained to the cave and all they can see is the 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 wall in front of them and so they're they're chained up if you can imagine and all they can see their entire life is this wall and there's a fire behind them so if you can imagine the fire is flickering and all they see is shadows and the realm of shadows, mm -hmm. one of them happens to break the chains and he ends up exiting the cave. And as soon as he walks out, he is struck by the beauty of the world and it's like the colors and the, the light and the vibrancy. And like any good human, he immediately wants to go tell his friends. Right. And he goes and he says, hey, guys, this is this is not the real world. This is nothing but a, a realm of shadows. The real world is out here and it's gorgeous and beautiful. And you got to come and see it. Mm -hmm. And they look over and it says, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. Right. And, and I think that that's a really poignant story. Right. Because I think that the real work in is that we have to become an invitation for people. OK. Our way of being is going to be the invitation where people then ask you, say, Bertha, right. you, you're, 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 some, you're doing something. Right. Something's different about you. Mm -hmm. I feel you a little lighter. You're a little happier, a little bit more buoyant. What are you doing? What are you doing, man? now it's fair game yeah right they're coming to you right okay. and i and i what i say that that is that's embodiment 
right? And embodiment is, 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 it takes effort and it takes work where you're not talking about it. Yes. You're a living expression, living of, expression it. of it. Yeah. And when, when you can integrate that and have your body literally send out the information because you've integrated the knowledge so deeply that it literally brings people to you, you know? You don't have to try to sell anybody. Right. It's just... to try to tell anyone, they'll ask you instead of you telling them. That's exactly. that's a great analogy. I love that. And it is so true. Even even in business, you experience something and you want to share with the world, but not everybody's ready for it. It might take you as, like you say, you're crazy. That's not true. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Tell me a little bit about the family. We want to get to know Francisco. You have kids. How many kids? What does that look like for you? Yeah, I have. So in that marriage, uh, I had two children. I have uh, two two young men, uh, 19 mm -hmm. and 17. Wow. Um, okay. And um, yeah, they're they're quite as you know. I've enjoyed the process of being a father and 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 raising them. I also kind of tend to think that they raised me. You know, because I, I always wanted to, um, yeah, you know, be, be, I think a lot of us in the Hispanic culture, we, we have had great parents, but not the best parents, you know, um, and we, we had certainly a lot of trauma to, to, to unwind, um, which is fine. Like, that's the role. Like, right. I'm glad that they're here and they, they came and give us opportunity to actually Uh, succeed and, and have sufficient resources financially where we can actually spend some time healing, you know? Absolutely. Um, so, so, but they, the reason I say that they raised me is because, you know, I, I wanted to be um, the kind of man that I always wanted, you know, for a father myself, yeah. you know, someone that, that, interesting was, that we all try to do the best week. Obviously, I think, and you said it right now, they raised us and uh, Recently, I was doing some work too, but it was uh, very interesting to see how they did the best they could with what they have, right? Mm -hmm. And now we get to do the same with our kids. And what are we trying to do? Obviously, try to be the best version that we would have loved to have as yeah. a parent, as a mother, right? And that's yes. beautiful. I think we're all, we're all in this in this realm of trying to do the best we can. Um, and I see you're very active in the community too. So how do you balance having the business? And I know you have several businesses. You only you not only have the mortgage, you have other businesses as well. That's correct. How do you get to balance those things and still have time again for those two young men and mm. do the philanthropy going out to and building those homes? What Francisco does to keep, keep this balance? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I would say that a, a big portion of it really has been a focus on my physical uh, health. Um, and, and really understanding my, 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 my own body, my own biology in, in, in such a way that I can support it in, 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 the, in a real way. And when I mean support in a real way, it's like we've been conditioned here in the United States to take care of our bodies in a certain way. And it obviously doesn't work. So it's right. like, you know, I had to kind of learn about my biology and then support it in, in a way where I have the energetic bandwidth you know, it's because in order to do these things, you need energy. Yes. Right. And I'm going to ask you that on the health wise, because you look amazing. No, I've thanks. always noticed you look so, again, amazing in terms of your body and health wise, obviously you look at like you're doing great, but what kind of um, advice can you give us when you say you have taken care of that part of your body? So how do, how did that, 
yeah. routine maybe or or what what practices you do you do to keep yourself I, I would, i'll give it to you in a, in a very simplified way it's simple okay. but hard to maybe or challenging to do Maintain, um, yeah, to, to maintain consistency over a period of time, and and it's not, but it's not as complicated as it as it, it may appear. Um, so the very first thing I we have like three key performance indicators that we call in okay. order to get your your health optimized. Uh, the very first thing is your breath. Mm -hmm. uh, I know it, it it may sound trivial, but your breath is actually one of the most important elements for your own health. And it's just this idea of learning how to breathe through your nose all day and all night, which again, okay. it's easy, like, okay, easy. But how often do we go unconscious in the middle of the day when we just start working and all of a sudden the mouth drops open and <laughs> we start breathing or if we sleep and we don't use something to cover our mouth, we start breathing through our, breathing our mouth. Through <clears throat> and, and the reason that that is so important is because you always want to be in the rest and recovery. Okay. You know, and when you breathe through your nose, you activate the, the rest and recovery. And if you breathe through your mouth, you activate the fight or flight. And if you activate fight or flight, then you produce cortisol and adrenaline, and then it's hard for you to sleep and all sorts of stuff starts to happen downstream. So very first thing is the breath. The second thing is your gut. Um, and the gut has been terrorized here in the United States, especially because of the chemical production of everything. Um, and, and in order to get your gut right, I always suggest eliminating grains, eliminating seed oils, and, and eliminating refined sugars, right? The seed oils is canola oil, vegetable oil, all those oils that started off as engine fluid what we discovered is they actually discovered started these things as engine fluid and then they started selling it to the to the american consumer and that's why so many people suffer now dementia all sorts of brain issues because the the oil we've been using has been destroying our our brain health as well as our gut health wow. so if you can eliminate those things then your gut starts to come online and then the third thing is your sleep if you can sleep you know your 8 hours which again, technically sounds simple, very hard to do for a lot of people. But the, this idea of circadian rhythm, you know, waking up by the sun, going to bed by the sun, that's called circadian rhythm. And when the human creature obeys circadian rhythm, you regenerate and, and, and you, 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 you ward off disease. You're, you, you're able to produce more chemicals that are needed to access flow states and different things like that and 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 when you get the eight hours you know then then you can activate flow states you can activate high performance peak performance but if we're depleted with the sleep at some point the body just will not be able to produce the chemicals you need in order to like get it done so so that's a big portion it's just those three things your breath your gut and your sleep your sleep yeah and, and and then obviously like the movement is important and and as you have seen on some of my stories i don't do um the the standard stuff that you see uh people doing i'm right. always out in the sun i'm I was always gonna say you're always out doing something physically but you're not at the gym you're not using machines so tell us yeah. how is that different why why would that be best than going <laughs> most of us again go to the gym wait and doing you know machine stuff so yeah. you do something completely different i've always noticed that 
Yeah. So, so think about like, um, it's this concept called superhuman protocol. Okay. okay. Like when you think about us a couple thousand years ago, we had very pure oxygen. Uh, we had very pure earth and grounding and earthing, yes. right? Pure light. And, and these are really the fundamental aspects of our quantum biology. Okay. And, 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 and the quantum biology is again, it's sun, it's earth, it's water, right? It, it's, it's, it's light. And, and, and if you introduce that to your body daily, what starts to happen is your body starts to optimize, meaning like your endocrine system starts to function better. And the endocrine system activates your pineal gland, your pituitary gland. But in order to do that, you, you have to, you have to get electrons from the earth because the, uh, essentially you discharge, okay. you know, how like when you ground, you right. know, the outlet, it's like the same thing. It's like we, 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 the grounding helps to get rid of inflammation out of, out of the, out of the system. And then when you're getting the proper light, uh, that's informing your biology as well. Like most people put on sunglasses when they're outside, but if you put on sunglasses, then it won't hit the eye. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't hit the eye, it doesn't send the proper signal to the body to produce what, what it needs. You, you know, like imagine like if it's 12 o'clock in the middle of the day, and you have sunglasses, sunglasses on, on. Mm -hmm. then, then when the sun hits, it doesn't tell your body to produce melanin, right? The melanin is the darking, the darkening of the skin in order to protect against the sun because it, it didn't get the instruction because of the sunglasses. Right. But the body is that intelligent where it's absorbing information and it says, oh, it's really hot out. And so I need to push out melanin to, to darken the thing, you know? Right, right. And so that, that's what starts to happen is like you, your body starts to turn on. But, but, but by getting the earth, by getting the light, um, and, and by getting oxygen. So that's why I do breath work every morning to like saturate my body with oxygen. And then the water that I drink, I'm like a water snob, you know? <laughs> and, and it's like, I don't drink anything from plastic. Right. Okay. Because like, think about this, like right now in the United States, when you urinate and you use it, like there's just so much plastic in our stuff. Right. And, okay. but it's everywhere. Yeah. Like even like I, the one thing that I started doing like in the last six months, it took me a while to figure this one out. But like when you go get coffee as an example, right, that lining inside of the coffee, it's plastic. You know, and so all of a sudden we get this hot, you know, coffee and it starts to bleach in. And so we're just dousing in a little bit of microplastic to get the day going, you know. And so so now I always take my, you know, I I, I order my my coffee and, and I say, I'm bringing my cup, you know, and it's like, here you go. And they make it for me. And I'm, I'm that weird guy that does that. But they love it. But, but all those so you said that because I just became aware of it like a couple of weeks ago. You, I, you're saying it's exactly what I came like. Oh my god, it is so true. You put it on the cup and then you're drinking it, and it has some plastic because it has to again hold. Yeah, yeah, oh, and, 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 Bertha, and you can taste it. Promise, I promise you, get off of it and start using one of these containers, and then like give it like a few months, and then go have it with like the normal. The cup, the cart, you can yeah. taste damn plastic. The difference, yeah. Because we don't that. know the difference because it's, we're having it every day, right. but you clean yeah. it up and then you, I'm like, oh, I can't even, 
it's terrible. I can't even order a damn coffee if I don't have my mug. You know? <laughs> when those and that's what happens, I think, in life in general. Like once you become aware of something, you can't go back. Um, and there was something Joe Dispenza talks about. You can't once you know, you can't unknow. You know, once you know something, you can't go back and say, "Oh, I didn't know." You know now. So that's becoming aware of of certain things again, and that God and all of that. So, what is your morning routine looks like? Because I know you have it, and it's admirable the way you're you're conducting. Again, you you look great, and I think it'd be great to share with our audience what is that routine looks like. Do you get eight nine hours of sleep every night? Um, what is the first thing you do when you wake up? I read the Miracle Morning book. Mm-hmm. Uh, by Elrod, and I got yep. inspired by it. I've been practicing morning routines um, for about two and a half years. I love some of this stuff. Some of them are still having a little struggle keeping up with them, but I'd love to know what your routine looks like. Yeah, that's a, I get asked this one a lot. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so so I think as a starting point, I'd love to share with the audience that I mean I've I've been a disciplined man for over 30 years. You know, again, mm-hmm. when my uncle showed me and said, Hey, this is what you do, you wake up, you pray, you work out, and 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 I just kind of that's what I do. Um, so my morning routine has certainly evolved, right? As I've matured and mm-hmm. my understanding of biology and, and flow states. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so there's something that I teach. You may be aware of that flow states. I think you came to one of my first, yeah, I did. Uh, I did, I did a yeah. And so, and so I'm really big about flow states and these higher states of consciousness where we feel and perform at our best. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that you get to understand when you study neuroscience is that you activate a flow state when you're in theta or delta. Okay. okay. So you've been to the, you know, dispensa workshops, you understand theta oh. and delta. The brain waves are very like mm-hmm. far apart. They're not like beta. Beta is like this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you access these flow states when you're there. So um, this is a hack. Okay. So this is typically, I, I reserve this for my merchants. <laughs> these are people that are like going down these deeper paths. Hey, attention people. This is going to be one of those right nuggets now. getting dropped right now. So take, take note of it. <laughs> So, so when, when uh, you wake up, most people um, go into their morning routine, right? And they immediately start to go breath work or work out or do whatever they do. What has been now shown in neuroscience is that we're most prone to flow states right, excuse me, right when we wake up, mm-hmm. right when we wake up. So what I do is I wake up and I do the most difficult thing on my list for my business right away. So from 5.30 to like 6.30, 6.45, no later than seven, I am doing the most challenging thing that I have to do as far as my tasks, my business, my projects, because I'm already in a flow state and I'm literally like pretty much go use the restroom, open the computer and I'm working. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. And then, and because again, you're already in a flow mm-hmm, state. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now it's like, I'm just getting, I'm pounding through stuff or I'm writing or doing what I have to do. And then come 645, and then I do my morning routine, right? Okay. I, I activate another flow state. So now mm-hmm. I do breath work uh, in front of the red light. I got the juve red light therapy. So I do breath work. Uh, and I also have a grounding mat. So mm-hmm. this is now like, because I'm a biohacker, I have all these tools. 
So imagine I am I am on a on a mat that is grounding me. So if I'm on that mat for 16 minutes, it's like getting six hours of being barefoot on the earth. So I'm on this mat and mm -hmm. I'm getting red light, which is the highest infrared light that my body can take in. And mm -hmm. I'm doing oxygen work with breath work. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like a 15 minute, you know, process where I'm doing a breath work and but I'm at the same time getting grounded, getting light and getting oxygen. That's kind of like that superhuman protocol. Right. And then after that, I get my water. I got a very specific water. I put electrolytes. I put aminos um, and I call it my morning cocktail and I put minerals in there. So it's like everything that my body pretty much needs is in a morning cocktail. Okay. And then I go out in the sun and then I do my movement. Um, and then after the movement, I typically do 33, 44, 55 minutes, depending on time. Um, and then I go and I, I, uh, I take the cold shower and, and then I just have my morning, you know, bulletproof coffee and, and that's it. And, but, but you, I've just compounded that over years and years, years and years somebody, and years. somebody has no morning routine right now and is trying to get into this obviously that's a very complex even like yeah sure you got me right now with the, with the first thing that i've done i've been meditating i was because i'm trying to get myself into that but you said something and, and joe dispensa mentions it all the time like as you wake up that's that's the time that is your time to be able to now you understand why it's a gold Absolutely. nugget and now i'm gonna start doing that too uh, thank you for I the, the, for the that I, anybody I I got with, it now. Yeah, it's like I, I, anybody I share that they're like, oh my God, that it makes, makes so much sense. And yeah. makes total sense. Absolutely. But somebody new coming into it, I mean, as long as they do their, again, breath work, is there any specific breath work that you recommend for someone that is not as experienced as you yeah. might be? Something yeah, basic I mean, that you can share with us? Yeah, I, I just follow Wim Hof's breath work. It's very okay. simple, it's just an inhale, exhale, and and just kind of doing a, a four rounder. It's about 15 okay. minutes. I put it on my phone. I put the phone on do not disturb. And I just listen to that while I'm in front of the thing. But again, if you don't have the red light and if you don't have the grounding, you don't need that. Like that's because I spent years yes, doing yes. it the other way, mm -hmm. which was outside on the grass, getting the sunlight and doing my oxygen right there. That's like the... Yeah. You know, it's like no money, no cost. It's just mm -hmm. as I started to get more advanced, then it's like <laughs> now you're already super advanced for us. So we need to start from the basics. So and that would be the basic. <laughs> just do breath work out in the grass in the early morning as soon as you wake up. You know, and get some sun. I mean, I feel like it's so funny. I do my morning walks every morning, and as I'm walking, it's just being able to move and receive those first, you know, yeah. rays of sun. It's amazing how your body just feels feels much again i go back and i'm like okay now i'm ready for my day yeah. um, little things like that and again i always tell my my the people that i'm around and they ask about it it's like start somewhere you know if you have not done anything start like getting up at the same time you know doing your journal do something that is going to make yourself ready for the day whether it's walking exercising movement is so important obviously because without that then mm -hmm. and we're sedentary again but um that exercise i think in the morning for me and walking outside it has really helped me and, and i really think it makes a huge difference how you operate during your day by having that opportunity to 
even to no. be with yourself for those, you know, 20, 30 minutes to just be on your own space and, and having the opportunity to be with, with you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's my favorite part of the day is kind of being with myself and spending that quality time. And it doesn't feel uh, right to, to, to go out into the world without spending time with myself first, you know? So I think that anybody can start off with some very basic things, like we said, and, and the, the game is really about consistency and, and, and also about simplicity. Don't do things that are too complicated. You know, like that's why even I tell people when you're getting started with this, just go walk. Don't even don't, one. Don't go to the gym because most mm -hmm. likely you're probably hurting yourself um, and, and just go walk. Go do natural movement. As you know, like all the stuff I do is very natural movement. I'm not pressing. I'm not squatting. Um, and because those are very irregular motions, we don't do those movements in nature. Right. We, you see what I'm saying? It's like you 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 have to really orient your movement around how we're designed to move. And we were not designed to bench press. We're not designed to really squat like that. Um, we, we are designed to walk, to sprint, yeah. mm -hmm. to throw, you know, and, and when you, when you sort of orient your movement around improving those things, this is what I, I, I share this in the Ascension Summit, you know, the, these events that I do, but mm -hmm. there's a Nobel laureate by the name of Roger Sperry. Okay. And what he says is that 90% of the utilization of your brain is being used to move the human body through time and space. So it says that the more distorted mechanically you are, the less energy that is available for healing, for metabolizing, and for digesting because wow. because you, you it's like it's like the brain knows on what's mm -hmm. supposed to be the proper movement mm -hmm. you know so if you, but if you're not moving correctly right you know th then it's like more of the brain's power is being used to move you because you're you're, you're not doing it in a way that's functional or 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 or, or natural so it's got to function more and it takes away from the ability to heal, metabolize and all these different and all these things. So that's why my movements are more, you know, kind of like that. And, and it's interesting because I feel like my Spanish has gotten better. I feel like I'm more fluent in my ability to communicate. It feels like I have picked up. We're some gonna have to do this podcast in Spanish next time, so we're gonna have okay. to do yeah, yeah, fair enough. English and then the Spanish version to see how how fluent that Spanish has come from Francisco. <laughs> You're gonna test it out. We're gonna test it out. We're gonna <laughs> see how uh, that. <laughs> see, I'm from Mexico, so I was born in Mexico, raised in Mexico, so my first language is Spanish. So Spanish is my thing. Yeah, we're going to have to do it in Spanish next time, Francisco. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, again, going forward, I know you have the business, the mortgage, the philanthropy with the houses. Is there anything else that Francisco's working on right now that, that you can share with us? Yeah. I mean, I also do solar. So I have oh, a that's solar. True. So, well, I know you have several businesses, yeah. but the solar is the other one. Yeah, with my son. So he's, he's uh, we've jumped onto uh, the solar um industry and okay. and that's going on um there's also the real estate side the mortgage side uh, the real estate side is through exp mm -hmm. and then obviously giving business soul which is a coaching organization but really you know the, the brand that i that i am holding it really is giving business soul right that's Beautiful. that's really who um 
is my sort of life mission and 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 the way that I again see the world is that we we need a different style of entrepreneurship, you know. And what Giving Business Soul is here to demonstrate to the world is that yes, there actually is a better approach. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an approach that actually will arrive you to feeling fulfilled, feeling full of purpose. Mm-hmm. And and it's ultimately what we all want as entrepreneurs is to feel yeah. purpose, and feel fulfillment. We just have been thinking that. The material possessions and gains were going to fill the void in the heart, mm-hmm. but it's very clear now and evident that. And, and really- I think it has to do, and it has to do a lot with you know what we're used to, what we see on TV, what we see on social media. That if anybody is doing well, it's all the material stuff. When in reality, at the end of the day, money is just again a vehicle that we can utilize to really fulfill what we're here to do, which is then is help other humans. You know, make a difference in someone else's life and just being that little piece that, you know, we all strive to get. And sometimes we we live, die and and never get to experience that fulfillment. It's interesting, too, because like the ancients would say that that the fastest way to burn your karma is to be in service. You know, is to be in service. And that's that's the fastest way to burn off the karma because again, your the, the service is is like the frequency of love in action. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so that tends to kind of alchemize the karma. You know, because karma is, you know, where you've missed the mark, you know, where you have shame, where you have guilt. And essentially uh by by doing acts of service, it sort of what? starts to alchemize these things and and that's why um, and it's interesting how how great you feel when you do something for someone else yeah that's that's it's, the just, text, it's just right? that simple a lot of times it can be just as bringing a cup of coffee to someone else and you know you just feel better about yourself you did something for someone else mm-hmm. uh, i was at joe dispensa last in september and he said something that really struck me and again going back to you ready for the message right mm-hmm. he said something we would always do more for others than we do for ourselves yeah Right. For our kids, yep. for our family, we we'll always try to do more things. He goes, why don't you do it for your future self? Whatever you're doing today to make you a better, better you in the future. And it really got me. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to start doing things for my future self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> do like fulfill me for my future self. Because a lot of times we always do it for somebody else, but never do it for ourselves. And why don't you do yep. it for your future self? And it really got me. So I'm practicing that as well. One Love of the it. questions that I have for you today, Francisco, too, is how do you want to be remembered? Because we mm. go through life and a lot of times we die one day. And how do you want to be remembered? I know you've done so much, but how would you like to be remembered? Um, that's a really profound question. Um, I mean, I, I, I would say that my, my prayer uh, when I'm all done is that I set a new precedence on entrepreneurship, you know, that, that essentially that I've activated a legion of soul-centered entrepreneurs that are actually using business in the service of love. Yeah. You know, uh, that, that would feel like I've lived up to the agreement that I had with God before I got here, that, that the mission would be to, to set a, a new blueprint for humanity. That, that this time period that we're in is was very much um very very specific that i that that this template and this blueprint uh would would enter the world now 
as we're uh, saying goodbye to the old world, right? And, and introducing a, a new human story. And I believe that entrepreneurs uh, have a lot to do with that story. But yeah. in order to do it uh, differently, to do it in accordance with higher, higher law, uh, you know, we got we got to approach it. We got to approach it differently, and that's that's what uh, feels like is my prayer for myself, mm -hmm. for the world. Um, and, and I and think you're already doing it, Francisco, by by helping and just by sharing today with us all these pieces of nuggets that you've done. I think you're already doing it, and I think you have so many people that are following you through your coaching, through your mortgage company, and you're setting that example. I, I, I definitely feel like you're already doing it. So, yeah, thank it's you. already it's already been planted and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be that one day we'll look back and say francisco is the one who started this <laughs> may, may that may that prayer go straight into god's ear you know yes uh, it should be well thank you again so much for the opportunity to get to know you i, I think uh we covered so much but um any final thoughts that you'd like to leave our audience with that you'd like to share we're gonna go ahead and add your info to as we edit the podcast and share it uh, people to contact you and to, you know, be in touch with you. We'll definitely put the links in there. Is there any specific advice, any specific final thought that you'd like to leave us with? Yes, I would say, obviously, I know a lot of your viewers are going to be in the real estate space, mortgage space. Um, what I've been sharing with uh, those that are inside of this, and even if you're just an entrepreneur, I think this this is make a lot of sense. But um, every, every so often we go through these downturns and I know that for me in the last downturn, it gave me an opportunity to reinvent myself. And so if you're out there in this industry and in business and you're feeling yourself struggling, uh, you're feeling yourself challenged, just know that evolution and innovation cannot happen without stress, without challenge. That is the precursor for a new you. So welcome the challenge, embrace the difficulty, and, and, and let it alchemize you into the new version of you because you're going to set sail over the next 10 to 12 years. Like this is a reset. Yes. And, and, and this reset is just asking for, okay, everything you learned, everything you went through, that was all just preparation. There's great stuff that happened inside of that. Let's take that wisdom. And then there's a bunch of stuff that I wouldn't repeat. Let's learn from that and, 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 and have a Phoenix moment, you know, have a rebirth <laughs> moment. And, 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 and this is just the beginning, you know, it's just the beginning. Um, and, and uh, so I would say that that would be my final words of maybe motivation or inspiration is just like embrace the, the difficulty, embrace the stress. That is stress is the precursor for evolution. And what has happened is we've gotten too comfortable, you know. That's what and I was going to say. At the end of the day, there's those changes that come. They're, they're necessary, too, for our, yeah. for our growth and to be able to, again, embrace them as they come. The good, the bad, the ugly, everything. It happens for us exactly. to learn from them and to really, you know, come out of it stronger. And, yes, you know, know that this, this was meant to be. In order exactly. for us to be the best version of ourselves. So thank you. Thank you so much. It was amazing to have you on. Wish Thank you the you. best. Can't wait to see you soon in one of your next events. And we'll definitely try to plan something in Spanish so we can do mm -hmm. our version in Spanish. It'll be fun. <laughs> It'll be fun. Claro que sí. But thank you so much, Birthday. Thank you. Un abrazo. We'll see you Bye. soon. Thank you again.
Thank you for listening to the Level Up Podcast. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else podcasts are found, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, you can leave a five-star review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Until next time, we hope you level up.